with the gas price roller coaster we've been on in Alberta, it's certainly no surprise people are looking at electric vehicles as an alternative and a sound investment. But are we ready for the EV future? Joining us to talk about it is Kevin Lisso, co-founder and chief executive officer of Enter Savings. Good morning to you, Kevin. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Uh, what kind of growth are we looking at? I mean, the EV market certainly expanding, and it seems like it's pretty quick. What kind of growth has the EV market had through just even this past year in 2022? Well, it's it kind of differs between uh, all the different provinces, but we were down in the 2 and 3% three years ago. Uh, Ontario is probably right now right around 11%. Uh, Alberta is somewhere right around there as well, about 9.5%. Um, what we're seeing is uh, the leader in, in our country is Vancouver. They're up over 22%, Quebec around 19%. So we've seen a huge jump. It's actually been doubling pretty well every year. So we're seeing huge growth right now. And, and, and I, I attribute that to, you know, there used to be just the Teslas, right? And, mm-hmm. and now there's every manufacturer is coming out with EV lines. Everybody is gearing up for this transition and the, the, the law that will be in place in 2035. So, yeah, we're seeing some huge growth. Yeah, but if you read any articles about electric vehicles or, or watch any videos, you might hear a term or, or see a term called the EV tipping point. What is it and, and why is the EV tipping point important? So they've done a whole bunch of studies worldwide, actually. And uh, Bloomberg, actually, this is a study that was, was done by Bloomberg. And um, they call it the tipping point, and they're saying that once we hit 5% adoption rate, that they call that the tipping point or uh, the tsunami is about to happen. Um, and so far, there's 19 countries that we've got over that 5% level. And so that's what they mean by the tipping point, where you're going to start to see an influx of manufacturers making the cars, um, EV charging systems, and um, you'll notice that all the major thoroughways and the and the highways now are at your at uh, your info centers and at your gasoline uh, depots. They're all coming out with EV chargers. So, yeah, the tipping point basically means we we've, we've hit the point now where there's no turning back. Everybody is sold on EVs for the planet for cost savings, and and it's it's coming. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And Kevin, you kind of touched on it, but you know the infrastructure needed across Canada to to be able to support the growth of electric vehicles. Is it there? Are we getting there? Are we not even close. What would you say? Well, the the municipalities and different provinces all are taking different approaches. Um, we've learned lessons from China, South Korea, California, uh, even Vancouver. That you know our grid, our, our power grid, was not built to you know handle millions and millions of charging stations okay and it's something that um, each different as i said province and and municipality is gearing up for enlarging transformers and 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 getting ready for this but we're we're still a long ways out to to be able to accommodate the amount of vehicles and that's why it's so important that 
when you're thinking EVs, like just to put a simple EV in a in a single dwelling home is, is not an issue. Um, but when you start getting into shopping malls or high-rise condominium buildings, you really got to think about energy management. It's not just slapping in a charger. It's managing that electricity and being able to draw that electricity when it's available and not draw it when it's not. And there are systems out there now that you can load management. And um, it, it's it's really important that there's planning go into this, you know, adoption that's coming. And, and that's the big message that we're, we're, we're getting out there to everyone. Kevin, I know when you, you have something new hitting the market, and I recall back in my childhood, I, I think that my first... Uh, uh, VCR at home. My dad paid about eight hundred bucks for it to play VHS cassettes. Uh, the Commodore sixty four computer, I think, was sixteen hundred bucks for everything. Obviously, the prices are considerably lower now. How long does it take from adoption, more so on the mainstream, and passing that tipping point till we see prices of the electric vehicles more in line of what we're paying for traditional vehicles? You know, I, I'm telling you, I, I watch this market very, very closely, and. I've started looking at, like, we, we have the largest booth coming up in the Toronto Auto Show, and every manufacturer is rolling out their, their different EV models and lines. And I'm quite impressed with where the pricing has got to now, quite frankly. Chevy Equinox has a beautiful SUV that uh, that they have out for under $40,000. Um, Ford is coming out with you know vehicles between 38 and $50,000. So I think we're we're almost there when it comes to the pricing side of things. Um and you got to remember that you know it costs basically $8 to charge up a vehicle that can run 450 to 500 kilometers versus 100 plus to to fill it full of gas and there's all the maintenance you know there's no there's no maintenance on engines and oil changes and so there's 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 so much savings there as well so you can't just look at what is the price you've got to look at all in what does it cost me right like for oil changes and brakes and this and and then so you can't just look at the cost of the vehicle but if you know there was one player before and it was tesla right and then you started at 70 80 thousand so people have this thought in their mind oh my god ev cars are so expensive but if you really start doing your homework they're not that expensive they're not much more than normal gas combustion vehicles and i i see that coming into parity very very quickly with the amount of evs that are are, are, are coming onto the market now Kevin, one of the big criticisms is the battery. You know, what do you do with it when it's no good anymore and we're going to have a, this massive, you know, influx of, of dead batteries, giant batteries from these vehicles. Can you speak to that at all, what that looks like, how long they last, and are there any programs available to try and sort of, you know, reuse, recycle in any way? Well, there's and there's a few hints, like they tell you don't charge over 90%, similar to your, your computer battery. If you leave your battery plugged in all the time it, it, it the life expectancy is cut in half um you know one of the things that that they say is look just charge your car up to 90 percent. don't let it get lower than 10 percent. don't give it some of these superchargers where you're pulling in in 15 minutes here you're charging your vehicle that's not really the best thing for your battery it should be more of a standard four hours five hours when when you do you take these the advice of uh, um you know some of these professionals that are making these batteries you're going to get 
seven to ten years out of a battery. There's there's absolutely no doubt. And just like anything, computers, TVs, um, and cell phones, prices start way up high. And I'm telling you, by the time we get five years, seven years, everyone knows that we've invested in a huge battery manufacturing facility down in the in in uh, um, western, sorry, eastern Canada, down in the uh, Windsor area. And I think that. By the time we get to five to seven years when some of these batteries start going, the prices are going to be really, really decent. It, it might sound a little scary now when you're talking about a battery costing $7,000. It's like putting a new engine in a car, right? But I see that being down in the $2,000 range in five to seven years. And, and you know, we've seen that in, in technology everywhere, so... Yeah. Good I don't points. think it's as big an issue as people are making it. Mm-hmm. Good points. Very insightful. Thanks for your time, Kevin. Not a problem. Appreciate it. You take care. That's Kevin Lisso, co-founder and chief executive offer of, uh, officer rather, of Enter Savings. You can find out more about what he does at entersavings.com.